the Ship Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, October 30th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. This week kind of felt like March all over again. Stocks got pummeled, although there was a bit of a rebound with the big GDP number yesterday. I'll get to that here in a few minutes. But on Wednesday, the Dow Jones was down 943 points, and that was after a 650-point drop on Monday. The S&P 500 on Wednesday dropped by 3.53%. The Nasdaq plummeted by 426 points. It was panic selling as markets fretted about the rise in COVID-19 cases, new lockdowns in Europe, and the lack of progress on a stimulus deal here in the U.S. Now, given all of that, plus the worries and uncertainty surrounding the presidential election, you'd think gold would have caught a strong safe haven bid, right? It didn't. The yellow metal dropped by over $40 on Wednesday, fell well below the $1,900 mark, was even getting down close to that $1,850 level. Silver also took a plunge and dropped below $23 an ounce on Wednesday. So where did these panic investors go? The dollar. Bond prices jumped and the dollar index rose. In fact, dollar strength has really been the biggest headwind against gold over the last several weeks. Here's your typical mainstream summary, courtesy of Bloomberg. Uncertainty remains high before the November 3rd vote, lifting the dollar's appeal as a safe asset over bullion, while a resurgence in coronavirus cases rips through the U.S. and Europe. Now, we've witnessed this song and dance before, right? In the early days of the coronavirus pandemic, everything sold off. Remember, stocks tumbled, commodities plunged, gold actually crashed through the $1,600 mark and fell as low as $1,568 an ounce. And at the time, people were asking, what happened to gold? Has it failed as a safe haven? Of course, it hadn't. As the pandemic drug on and the Federal Reserve pumped printed money into the economy, gold went on a big run and, of course, eventually broke its all-time record high and pushed above the $2,000 an ounce mark. The dynamics earlier this week looked eerily similar to early March, and it may well be gold is setting up for a similar pattern. Now, you might be asking yourself, why would gold sell off along with stocks? Well, in simple terms, liquidity. An article published by Forbes this week provides a little bit of insight. He wrote, Many investors buy stocks using borrowed money known as margin. When stock prices decline by a significant percentage, then the investors often need to provide their stockbrokers with more cash as collateral on the borrowing. So what do some of these cash-strapped investors do? They sell some of their gold to get cash needed to send to the stockbroker. There is always a ready market for gold, even when other markets dry up, as happened during the financial crisis of 2007 through 2009. So in many ways, investors should expect gold prices to take a tumble when the stock market dips. Indeed, we saw this same pattern during the Great Recession. Gold dropped by about 20% in a single month in the early days of the 2008 crisis. That set the stage for its record run up to $1,900 an ounce by 2011. Once investors understood the scope of the money printing that was coming down the pike, they poured into gold and silver. We saw the same pattern this year. Gold dropped below $1,600 an ounce before running up to $2,000. Here's another question. 
why dollars? Why is the dollar getting such a boost from this big risk-off sentiment? How is the dollar the safe haven in this scenario and not gold? Now, honestly, that question's harder for me to answer because I don't really get it. I mean, stop and think about it. Do you really think the dollar is safe right now, given all of the dollars that the Federal Reserve has printed and all of the dollars that the Federal Reserve is going to print moving forward? That's the thing that we can't lose sight of here. The macro environment is good for gold. The yellow metal has languished over the last three months. It's true. But I really think most people just don't get what's going on. We're so conditioned to think, eh, inflation doesn't matter. Money printing doesn't matter. Debt doesn't matter. We're so conditioned to that that nobody is really processing what the Fed is doing. Coronavirus popped the bubble the Fed created in the years after the 2008 financial crisis, but it managed to pump the air back in it by immediately taking interest rates to zero and launching QE infinity. But this too will pop. Bubbles always pop. The dot-com bubble popped. The housing bubble popped. That's what bubbles do. They pop. Check out the article at shiftgold.com slash news headlined, The Stock Market is Completely Untethered from Reality, and you'll get a sense of just how big the bubble really is. I'll link to that on the show notes page. Meanwhile, people are upset and frustrated because Congress can't seem to get a stimulus deal done. Now, I've said this before. And I'll say it again, you're going to get your stimulus. The heroin addict has to have his heroin. Once we get through the election insanity, they will pump more money into the economy. The addict will get more drug. That means the Fed will have to print more money to monetize the debt. And on top of all that, the Fed is already committed to holding interest rates at zero for years. It's already told us, don't worry about price inflation. So, I'll ask again, given all of the dollars that the Fed has created in the last nine months, and given all of the dollars that the Fed will likely create in the coming months, do you really believe the dollar is a safe haven? Just this week, we learned that the Federal Reserve balance sheet rose to a new record high above $7 trillion. The M2 money supply has grown by about 30% this year. Cross-border capital managing director Michael Howell said that given the growth in the money supply, gold should be at about $2,500 an ounce right now. That means that gold is pretty dang cheap given the monetary dynamics. Balance sheet expansion is ultimately going to drive gold higher, Howell said. If you do long-term studies of monetary growth against gold, you will find there is a very much one-to-one relationship. As the supply of money or the supply of liquidity expands, the gold price tends to go up. Then there's the economy. Stocks actually rebounded yesterday and gold continued to slide with the Q3 GDP number. It showed big growth, record growth, 33.1% growth. And people were running around acting like we were entering into a new economic boom. I mean, really? I've talked ad nauseum about the underlying damage done to the economy by government lockdowns. This just goes to show how much people are driven by the headline of the day. So let's dig into this GDP number a little bit. First of all, yes, we saw record growth in Q3. But who didn't expect that after a record contraction in Q2? 
Part of the reason the number is so big is simply a matter of comparison. I mean, we were at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. We had to go up, right? So yes, the headline number was 33.1% growth. But that's a bit deceiving because it's an annualized number. In other words, they extrapolate the growth forward as if it is going to repeat each quarter for a year. We all know that that's not going to happen. The non-annualized growth for Q3 was actually 7.4%. That's still a big rebound, a record in fact, but it doesn't sound nearly as impressive as 33%. For comparison, the non-annualized contraction in Q2 was negative 9.49%. That followed on the heels of a negative 1.26% contraction in Q1. When we hear these numbers, it's important to remember they are comparing quarter to quarter. So the economy expanded by 7.4% from where it was at the end of Q2, which was 9.5% lower than it was in Q1, and so on. A better comparison is to look at the change year on year. In other words, compare the GDP in Q3 2019 with Q3 2020. That looks a lot less rosy. That number is negative 2.9%. In other words, the GDP is 2.9% lower today than it was this time last year. So we did not just experience a massive recovery. Now, consumer spending was a big part of the GDP rebound. Riddle yourself this. How did consumers spend all of this money when so many of them were still out of work? Again, part of it is simply a function of the fact that we started Q3 at a nearly complete lockdown. People weren't spending at all on Q2. As the economy opened up, of course, people started spending money again. So naturally, you're going to have some rebound in consumer spending. But where were they getting the money to spend? A lot of them were getting it from the government. We had the big unemployment checks. We had stimulus checks. We had easy loans. Unemployed people spending money printed out of thin air by the central bank isn't exactly a sign of a healthy economy. Peter Schiff summed it up pretty well in a tweet. The rebound resulted from record debt and money printing as unemployed consumers gained stimulus money that exceeded their lost incomes. Meanwhile, in the midst of this spending spree, millions of Americans are struggling to pay their bills. I wrote an article this week about how devastating this pandemic has been to the average household. I'm not going to go through all of the statistics here. I'll link to the article on the show notes page, but here are just a few highlights. Based on data gathered by Doxo Insights, more than half of all Americans, 57%, have seen a reduction in income over the last nine months, and 42% have skipped paying one or more bills since the COVID-19 pandemic started. And even those who are managing to keep up with their bills are still feeling the pinch. According to the survey, 70% of consumers have delayed making big purchases. No wonder consumer confidence dipped this month as Americans soldier on with little expectation of economic improvement and many benefit programs set to expire by the end of the year. The conference board reported its consumer confidence index slipped to 100.9 in October. That was down from 101.3 in September. The projection was actually for an improvement in the consumer confidence index. More concerning is the fact that the October index was primarily calculated before the surge in coronavirus cases. 
I say this all the time, but I think it bears repeating. It's really important to remember, you're not investing based on what's going to happen in 24 hours. That's why I don't get too caught up in the daily or weekly swings in the markets. Somebody asked me the other day, are you worried about gold? It's not going up. But it is. I mean, it's up over 23% on the year. As far as I'm concerned, this is a buying opportunity because I'm looking a year or two down the road and I'm seeing interest rates still at zero. I'm seeing more money printing, more quantitative easing. I'm seeing more government spending, more debt. I'm seeing inflation. I'm seeing all kinds of headwinds blowing against the economy. I'm seeing a stock market bubble that's bound to pop. This is all bullish for gold. To bet against gold, you have to believe the money printing is going to end, the economy is going to to explode. The dollar's going to be strong. The federal government's going to stop spending us into oblivion. Take a step back and you decide and then act accordingly. This is a great time to talk to a shift gold precious metal specialist. They can help you look at what's going on in the markets, look at it long term, and look at how precious metals, gold and silver, can help in your portfolio for your personal investment goals. These guys are fantastic. I highly recommend talking to them. You can give them a call at 1-888-GOLD-160, or you can shoot them an email over at info at shiftgold.com. Well, that is a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more, and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. If you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap. We're at iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Google Play, we're on the Shift Gold YouTube channel. Links to all of this stuff are on the show notes page. Definitely appreciate you listening to the show. Hope you have a happy Halloween, and I'll talk to you next week.